Should the Cardinals just wait until after the Super Bowl and interview coordinators from Philadelphia and Kansas City? You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms um, and YouTube. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only you know, a handful of days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. I can't believe it's only, what, five days to the Super Bowl? That's insane. Feels like the Cardinals haven't played in a year. Feels like they haven't played in a year. It's wild. I mean, they haven't played meaningful football in a long time. Um, <laughs> my timing has been absolutely bleeping impeccable. Recording podcasts, posting podcasts, news breaking that had something directly correlated with something I talked about on the podcast yesterday was Brian Flores taking the Minnesota Vikings job. Defensive coordinator. Cool. Check it off the list. Now Mike Kafka and Lou Anarumo seem to be the two named names on the list, but there is a report out from a local uh, radio host that the Cardinals are going to make their decision by early next week. You know what happens? Before early next week, the Super Bowl is over. So I would assume that the Cardinals are going to look at Shane Steichen, look at Brian Callahan, maybe look at Eric Bieniemy for an OC job. Like, I don't know why Eric Bieniemy would want to move laterally away from Patrick Mahomes. I just don't, I don't see that. Maybe it would be the best line for him to show people like, hey, I'm a big part of this too, and it's not just Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that would be a bold move by him. Uh, he's been great over there as the OC, but there are questions like, how much of it is him? How much of it is just the genius of Andy Reid? We, we don't know. Shane Steichen, Brian Callahan, you know, I'm going to go in depth a little bit more about both of those guys, and it's going to mirror my conversation about the coordinators from the Bengals. How much of it is the coordinator and how much of it is the players? Do a little bit deeper dive into both of those guys. At this point, Mike Kafka, underwhelming choice, in my opinion. I talked about this yesterday, reiterating today. What the Bills went through after Brian Dable left with Ken Dorsey makes it more difficult for me to understand and, and appreciate what Mike Kafka does. Because at this point, I would give all of the credit, all is an absolute, but I would give most of the credit to what's happened in New York to Brian Dable. It's just conventional thought. Dude in one spot, offense flourishes. Dude leaves one spot, offense struggles, even though they were you know, gangbusters early in the year, the defense also for the Bills. But then you come, you look at what happened with the New York football giants this year. That's Brian Dable. 
just is. So I, that's a hard sell for me that Mike Kafka would be ready to be a head coach in this league. I remember him playing college football. Man, I'm getting old. And then Lou Anarumo is defensive coordinator for a team that gave up 20 points per game last year. Cool. Cardinals need help defensively. I talked yesterday again. Check it out. It was a good podcast yesterday. I mean, every day, you know. There's so much young talent on the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. So me, selfishly, I'm doing, you know, a, a little happy dance that there's still defensive-minded head coaches, potential head coaches that are in the race still for, for the Cardinals head coaching job. You look at Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, John, uh, Zach Allen, uh, Cam Thomas, MyJ Sanders. Like, look how young that defense is the Cardinals have. And look at what amount of potential could be unlocked. And also, look at what San Francisco did with a seventh-round quarterback this year because their defense was elite. So if you're looking at the Cardinals not throwing away the 2023 season with Kyler Murray on the shelf for a handful of games as, as he rehabs, defenses can win games with a lesser than offense. So whoever plays quarterback for the Cardinals for the first month, two months, a good defense can keep a team afloat. And a good defense can become elite when you have a B or B plus offense, which the Cardinals will have when Kyler Murray's healthy. So that's why I think you need to err on the side of defense as it pertains to the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't think it's necessarily close. I don't. It's an offense first league. I know that. Most of the rules are catered to the offensive side of the ball. I know that. I also know that the two teams that were left in the NFC Championship game were the two best defenses in the NFL. Absolute maulers. So even though offense is fun, offense puts keisters in seats, and offense leads the majority of the regular season. If you don't have a good offense, you're not going to you're not going to survive in the NFL nowadays. When it comes down to it, you got to be able to stop defense. You got to be able to stop the ball. You got to be able to. And the Cardinals with Steve Kime just neglecting the defense this offseason and in the draft. Trading for a wide receiver in the first round and drafting a tight end in the second round. The Cardinals need a hard reset. The Tabula Rossa clean, clean slate, shaking the Etch-a-Sketch to pivot onto a trajectory you'd hope that would be more potent with winning and stability than what we've experienced to this point. And I think Luana Rumo at this point is the guy, but the windows left open because there are a couple coordinators that are coaching in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Should the Cardinals give them a look? Yeah, at this point, why not? 
the hurry up and wait is a long time ago. This feels like free agency at the end of two seasons ago. But now at least the Cardinals have opportunities to make an impact higher. And there's not a whole lot of competition. There's only a couple teams that don't have a head coach at this point. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Coming up next, I will talk about the two coordinators that are on the sidelines for the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it fool's gold regarding their performance this year because of how stacked that roster is? It's not rhetorical. I'll break it down. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. There is one thing that is rhetorical that I'm going to ask right now. Is there a better place for daily fantasy with projections than prize picks? Prize picks, prize picks, prize picks. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by the aforementioned prize picks. Is daily fantasy made easy, man? You pick two to six players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your cheese on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on sports, you know, any one that you watch. NFL and NBA, Major League Baseball. Pitchers and catchers report in like two weeks. I'm going to throw up. NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR. You get it. Tennis. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 bucks, Price Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50. You get the idea. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I mean, the emotional roller coaster that's happened since really the Hale Murray in 2020. Just think about it. There's been so many out of normal storylines that have happened just back to back to back. Like a microcosm of the last three years of the Arizona Cardinals was Buda Baker intercepting the ball on Sunday night football against Russell Wilson, clear path to the end zone, and DK Metcalf tracks him down and tackles him right before he gets to the goal line. And the Cardinals kick a field goal. That's the Arizona Cardinals over the last thousand days or so. So close, so many different times. They can't punch it in when it matters. So now the next chapter, chapter 8,463 of what's going on with the Cardinals is this head coaching search that I know Michael Biddle has gotten some flack from me, you know, included, but he needs to get this right if he wants the fan base, his employees, his players to trust him. So I understand why he's doing his due diligence. I understand why he didn't pay Sean Payton $25 million. I understand even though it would have been the sexy hire. We're still here waiting. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just hope he has a plan. I hope this isn't 
oh, people don't want to coach the Cardinals because that's a different thing. But that's something where with the Cardinals fans, media members, et cetera, are just so ingrained. It's so ingrained in the back of their mind, like they're probably screwing this up. And I don't think that's necessarily fair, even though it's a valid thought processes to thought processes to have. We're just still here waiting. So Super Bowl Sunday, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Should the Cardinals interview one or both of them if they're, you know, if they accept the invitation to be interviewed? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, it's the same thing that I talked with Lou and everyone, Brian Callahan from the from the Bengals. It's just how much of it is the roster. Jonathan Gannon's defense, best roster probably on the defensive side of the ball in football. One and one A with San Francisco. One and one A. Hassan Reddick, who didn't see that coming. And then Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. How much of it is their offensive line and the ability to run the ball and Jalen Hurts. Unlike Brian Callahan, who is now out of out of the, the race to be the next Arizona Cardinals head coach, where I said, you know what? It's difficult for me to believe that just because that offense was potent and sexy as hell, that it was the coordinator who made it so. Joe Burrow is next level. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, Joe Burrow, uh, Giovanni Bernard for a couple of years, Samaj P. Ryan. Like, I know the offensive line is a you know is is below average, but you make me the offensive coordinator. They're going to put up points. Now, that's not to say that he hasn't done a great job. That's not a backhanded compliment whatsoever. But it's a smokescreen. You kind of have to look through like how much of this was just the players. How much of this would be a Mike McCoy hiring as head coach after he was the OC for Peyton Manning? Nathaniel Hackett, how much of it was the talent and how much of it was the actual coaching itself? Now, Lou Anarumo, less talent. They, I mean, they're still very talented, but giving up 20 points a game, like that's coaching. With the Eagles, it's How much of Jonathan Gannon's job was easy because he was because they have the best defense in football, or one of the top, top two defenses, best defenses in football. How much of it was that? And then Shane Steichen, the, the offense, like, yes. A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, who was out for a large portion of the season, Devontae Smith, has really substantiated himself as a wide receiver one. He can be a wide receiver one anywhere. Like, what he does at his size He's not Antonio Brown. He does have incredible blazing speed. He's not jacked like Steve Smith was. Like, he's a, he's like me. And he just catches everything. Jalen Hurts, sure. He had an MVP caliber season this year. I still don't think that if Kansas City goes up 17 points in the first half against the Eagles, that he could throw a, a team back into a game. So... With the Eagles, I think that Shane Steichen is a better option than Jonathan Gannon if you're going to interview both, even though if it's between Lou Anarumo and the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, I'm still taking the defensive guy. But if I could interview one guy, 
Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator for the Eagles. I'm taking the offensive coordinator. I'm looking at less talent, even though the Eagles are incredibly talented on both sides of the ball, namely the offensive line and defensive line. Maybe the best in football. I'm splitting hairs here and having a hypothetical conversation on which coordinator I'd rather interview. I'm taking the offensive coordinator in the Eagles, in the Eagles situation. There are so many question marks surrounding the Cardinals and so many questions will be answered once they decide what route they want to go from the head coach perspective. You look at the Arizona Cardinals right now on the roster. Okay, it's clunky. It's top heavy. Not a lot of depth. Potential. The depth potential is through the roof. But these are the growing pains that the Cardinals are going to have to go through regarding the roster and the organization as a whole. Steve Keim is like the friend you had when you were five or six years old that would come over, play with your toys. You'd make a mess. Mom would, or dad would come pick him up. He'd leave and you'd have to clean up on your own. That's where the Cardinals are right now. They've been left with an absolute mess. And the boxes just need to be checked in an effort to get everything back to mise en place, get everything back in its right place. So it's going to be fascinating with all of these options the Cardinals have still to hire for their next head coach. Michael Bidwell and Monty Ossifer need to have a plan. And I go, well, duh, you know, it's been, what, three weeks or a month? Plans change. They need to have a plan. They need to get their guy that they think is going to be the best leader of men, hopefully for the next decade, and go get him. So say they hire Lou Anarumo. Say they hire Jonathan Gannon, a defensive-minded person for the next head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Should Eric B. Enemy be in play as offensive coordinator? So we can break away from the shadow of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and show what he's got on his own? Maybe. I'll break down more next Locked On Cardinals. Uh, Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories and you've got to try a Bilt Bar. We've been, I mean, I've been talking about Bilt Bar for so long. Chocolate covered, all of them, 100% real chocolate. The macros are insane. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. If you need something for breakfast, if you need a snack on the go, if after dinner you're sick of eating cake that's left over from, you know, Christmas or whatever, that'd be gross. It'd probably be spoiled. Probably shouldn't do that anyways but you want something that's a little bit healthier than just dessert, Bilt Bar. They've got unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. Uh, I don't know how Bilt does it, but they do. They're like, it's the healthiest candy bar on the planet or the best tasting protein bar on the planet. I've heard both referenced to Bilt Bar. Uh, and I used to say, you know, you have to go to Bilt.com to get them. Get your box at Bilt.com. Well, now it's easier because you can go to an actual store and buy them. That's right. Um, Sam's Club. Okay. Walmart. So you go to Walmart pharmacy section. You can buy a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Coconut puffs are protein infused marshmallow. Insane. Again, all covered in 100% chocolate. If you're close to Sam's Club, grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. You can thank me later.
Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Um, it's a waiting game. It's a waiting game at this point. Will Ferrell stepbrothers, you know, you can always find gems in Will Ferrell movies. Uh, Eric B has been a hot button name three seasons at this point. Why is Eric B not got a head coaching opportunity? I, I don't know. This isn't locked on chiefs. You can check out Ryan Tracy, um, from locked on chiefs. Maybe get that answer from them. Um, if the Cardinals hire a defensive-minded head coach, they're going to need to hire an offensive coordinator as well. I would hope that they would hire an offensive coordinator anyways. I talked about this last week a little bit. Being a head coach is hard enough, especially a first-time head coach. So maybe take away the play-calling load on the shoulders of a head coach and give it to an offensive coordinator. Why have we lost the head coach that's the GM of the team? Why have we lost that? Why do head coaches have to call plays? Why is that a prerequisite? I don't get it. I don't get it. Being a head coach is hard enough, especially, again, a first-time head coach. So if the Cardinals do end up hiring a defensive-minded head coach, would Eric Bannemi be a good fit? Of course. Of course. He's more militaristic, I guess you could say. He's harder than what Cliff Kingsbury was as, you know, I don't know, uh, a Snuggie, a Marshmallow that Cliff Kingsbury was as it pertained to holding Kyler Murray accountable. If you brought in Lou Anarumo and hired Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator, giddy the bleep up. Giddy up. Sign me up. Because Eric Bieniemy, it, it's a fascinating study because, you know, Andy Reid gets all the credit. Patrick Mahomes gets all the credit. And I don't, and, I mean, Patrick Mahomes deserves the credit. But with Eric Bieniemy, I don't see this as a Peyton Manning, Mike McCoy situation. I don't see it as a Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers situation. Eric Bieniemy is a coach. He's a head coach. You know, I talked about, you know, guys like Brian Dable was a head coach in Buffalo. You can just tell. D'Amico Ryans, more recently, head coach on the sidelines, but he's a head coach. They carry themselves differently. And Eric Bieniemy should get head coaching looks. I don't know if he does an interview. I, I have no idea. And I don't, you know, particularly care for, for this line of conversation. But if you can bring in Eric Bieniemy, I would definitely interview him for the, for the OC job. Because I think that he's one good offensive year away with a new team from other teams lining up to hire him as head coach. This, he's, for better or worse, the Band-Aid needs, needs to be ripped off for his career and get away from Andy Reid. We got to find out. And you know what? I would love to be the case study for Eric Bieniemy taking the Arizona Cardinals offense to the moon for one year and then him going and being a head coach somewhere else. It would be mutually beneficial. Now, the only snag is Kyler Murray is going to be out for a, a chunk of the season. They're going to have to sign a quarterback. It can't be Colt McCoy at this point. It just can't. We'll talk about that later. I'm not going to debate that now. But if you told me that they interviewed both coordinators for the Eagles and then Eric Bieniemy, 
for sure. Do it on Monday. Maybe Tuesday for the team that won because they probably want to stay up late and celebrate. But if you interview those three guys after the Super Bowl and you pick one of them, cool. Because all three of them, even though I do think Jonathan Gannon, it's just, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Is Nick Sirianni the luckiest man alive? That Howie Roseman drafted that roster and traded for A.J. Brown? Who knows? But winning coaches have good players. So it's that double-edged sword. Like, do you trust it? Do you trust Jonathan Gannon being able to be a head coach, or is it just the roster? I, I, I don't know. We're going to find out. There is one thing as I wrap this up here on Lockdown Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out and being live with me. Why aren't you at work? I'm happy you're not. Or I'm happy you're watching this while you're, you know, your TPS reports are coming in that you're ignoring. There are so many first-time head coach prospects out there. Michael Bidwell needs to pick the best one. And the one that's going to be a great head coach for the next decade. Because that... Something the Arizona Cardinals have never had in the last 30 years? I don't know. Stability from head coach position. Even with B.A., like B.A. was a breath of fresh air. Love him. It's not stable forever. Michael Bidwell, regardless of who he chooses, he has to pick the best one. He had like, you know, when you do straws and you have the, the, the short straw is the one that you don't want to pick. He's got to pick the short straw in a positive way. He's got to pick the right one out of the bunch. He has to. It's a must. This can't be like, a, oh, you know, it was good. You know, they made the playoffs the second year. Kyler Murray was out the first year, made the playoffs, still had some issues as they're building out the roster, like the Cardinals can't get to a point because you trust that Monty Osifer is going to do his job well. Draft well, free agency well, that's just something that has to be expected because he's been hired, that's his job. He's got a deep scouting background. The situation the Cardinals cannot get into, and I feel like whenever I have these conversations, these are things that end up happening two or three years from now. Check my track record. It's eerie. I will give my one flex. When the Cardinals beat the Titans by 30 in week one of two years ago, I said, Cliff still doesn't get it. And I was right. The Cardinals cannot be in a spot in 2024 where the roster is good and the coaching is not. This roster is going to get turned around and and th- this draft this offseason, it may just be that, or it'll take, you know, the draft in the offseason next season. The Cardinals are going to have a good roster. They're going to have a good offensive line. They're going to have a good pass rush. They're going to have a built-out roster. The Cardinals cannot have a great roster and a bad coaching staff. It can't happen. You can't be in a situation where you're winning 10 games, making the playoffs when you should have been winning 13. And that's something that Michael Bidwell and Monty Ossonfort need to knock out of the park today. Difficult, of course. Can't tell the future. They're going to have to with this hire. Because this hire specifically is the biggest decision Michael Bidwell has had to make since he's taken over as owner of this team. 
and he can't screw it up. I'm not saying you will. If history has anything to say about it, that's wishful thinking. But as I leave you today, what is this like? Book on tape? The Arizona Cardinals are in a much better position than I think the optics show at this point. But that has the foundation of trusting Michael Bidwell, minding his P's and Q's, and going about this the proper and efficient way. And we don't know if that's what's happening or not. Just because they haven't hired a head coach yet doesn't mean they're doing anything wrong. And that's something that people need to take solace in until it's proven otherwise. Michael Bidwell has to get this right. He knows it. He has to be a fortune teller. When he hires this person, this will add stability and strength and a culture change to an organization that has been severely lacking in all three for a long time. Lockdown Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.